0: Good morning everybody and a very warm welcome to you. Warm being the operative word. I hope everybody's warm enough. Um, If you do get a little hot or a little dehydrated just to let you know we do have water at either end of the auditorium. Please go and help yourself at any time and we're trying to keep up with the demand. Um, If There's no jug there when you get there. It's probably being refilled at that time. Uh, My name's Karen, and as I said, I'd like to give you everybody a really, really warm welcome this morning, and especially if it's your first time or you've only been with us a few times, we're so glad you've chosen to worship with us this morning and pray that you have a really good time and you are blessed as you're amongst us. Children, can I say just how wonderful it's been having you amongst us during our summer series It's been such a blessing having you here with us. So I'm now a bit sad to say this next bit. The source starts up again today. The source is for our children aged naught up to school years nine. So if you have a child in that age group, when Christine says, you may go downstairs and join your groups. And I know the leaders have got some amazing times and things for you to do down there. Don't go before Christine says. Parents, I know it's been a few weeks since you've done this, but please go down with them and register them in. And if you've never been before, you've got children, you don't know where to go, follow the crowd. If they usually go out through that door to my right, your left, and somebody will be very happy to show you and tell you where you need to take your child. So this morning, Christine's going to be leading us in worship, and then Andrew's going to be. Um, starting our new preaching series, Jesus And, which if you've seen the posters around, you'll see some of the subjects of the ands, and we're not necessarily going to be doing it in the order of the posters. So you'll have to come and find out which which one's which. Uh, We love it when God comes and speaks to us. We may be hot and weary, and that may make us want to disengage, but God wants to engage with each and every one of us youngest to the very oldest here this morning. Can I encourage us to break through the the heat and the weariness, the tiredness, if you didn't get any sleep last night, and ask God, come and meet with you. Come and engage with us. Come and presence himself. Let us surrender ourselves to God this morning and see what he wants to do and what he wants to say. If you feel that God is saying something that you want to share with us all that will be an encouragement, whether it's a Bible verse or a picture or a word, come and speak to Sean, who's our responsible elder, and myself, and we will find an opportunity for you to share it. So just as we get going, I'd just like to pray, and then I'm going to hand over to Christine and this wonderful band behind me. Yeah, Father God, we come to you today. We surrender ourselves to you and say, Come and engage with each one of us. Come and encounter each one of us, Lord God. Wherever wherever we're at, however we're feeling, may we know your presence. May we know that our lives are being transformed as we engage with you. Help us to dig into you today. Help us to be hungry and desiring you in a new way, in a fresh way. May we all encounter the living God this morning we ask this in your holy name holy spirit come you are so so welcome come do what you want to do today in your name amen thank
1: you karen uh so we're gonna invite nadia onto the stage to do the (laughs) actions for the first song and so if you want to follow nadia in the actions if you come over this side you'll be able to see what she's doing we're going to sing all my life all I know,
2: all, my life, all I know, God's taken to my soul, mountain high, valley low.
1: voices and praise the mighty God. Father, we love you, we worship you, we honor you, we honor you, we honor you this morning. Thank you. thank you that you love us, thank you that you care for us, thank you for joy in this place today, thank you, Father, Jesus, we worship you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, we worship you, God, we worship you. bless the children, the young people, and those who go out with them now. I pray that you'll be with them, that your Holy Spirit will move amongst them, that they will know your love this morning. Thank you for them, Lord. Amen. Amen. day Lord we will stand in your presence until then we ask that we we may be so aware of your love for us your Holy Spirit dwelling within us and the fact that we are sons and daughters of the living God that we are no longer beggars but we're royalty we thank you for that Lord you are our father than the mountains higher than the sun higher than the universe lord you are you are immense you fill this galaxy as you fill my heart lord i want to soar with you you lift me up on wings like eagles Mm. lord you are awesome i i can't find the words lord you are amazing (laughs) and awesome lord i lift you up in all your beauty yes Mm. thank you For those who've not heard that before, that was a message in tongues, a prayer in tongues. And Sean interpreted that into English so that we can understand. God is awesome.
3: If you want to take your seats, please. <clears throat> Just love us to pray for a particular group of people this morning before we go any further in our time together. And uh, <coughs> it, it's, it's a little bit difficult to define, but you'll know if you're part of this group. And it's those who are going on to further education who have left school. So that may be going to college uh, to do sick form studies, it may be going on to university or other uh, types of education, HNDs or whatever they're called nowadays, BTECs, etc., etc., etc. cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And it may be you're in the room, but it may also be that the person isn't here because for all sorts of reasons. But I'd love us to be praying for those folks. And I think the best way for us to do that is uh, uh, let's all raise our voices together. Um, but before we do that, if you're here and in this room and you are in one of those categories and you're feeling very brave, no pressure if you're not, would you mind standing because we want to particularly be praying for those who are in this room as well? Good man, somebody's putting their hand up. One, two, oh, two, great. Anyone, any more, any more bids? <laughs> Tony. <laughs> okay. Great, another one. Okay, could you would you mind standing where you are, and people gather around and pray for you, if that's okay? And otherwise, if you aren't close enough to gather around one of these folks and pray for them, that's fine. Just pray, and uh, pray God's blessing. Pray for them to have encounters with God. You know, further education is so important, and yet it's so challenging because you're going into an environment which is often very different and new to what you're used to. And so it's really important to be praying for those folks. So uh, come on. Yeah, great. That's it. Let's get some action. And let's just pray for these folks and bless them. Let's all lift our voices together. Let's pray for them. Thank you, Father. Father, at this uh, such important time in life of significant change, we pray that for each of those folks here standing, but also for others who aren't here, I think of Amy Dane and Aaron Mills and others, Father God, you would be with them, and you would help them through this major change which is going on in their lives. I pray suffering God, that you would be their comfort and their strength that they would turn to you when they uh, perhaps feel bewildered or lost or lonely, Lord Jesus, they would turn to you and find your peace and comfort, Lord Jesus. We pray that as they study uh, 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 their subjects and grow in their uh, uh, intellectual understanding, Lord, at the same time, they would have other Christians around them, uh, each of these lovely folks, that would have other Christians around that help them and that they can help also draw closer to you and know you more, Father God. Bless them with an intimacy with you. Bless them with grace for this season ahead. Give them strength. Give them courage. Give them all that they need as they enter this realm of further education. In Jesus' name, please, Lord. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for standing. Thank you for having the courage to stand. We will continue to be praying for you. And uh, let's be praying for those who aren't here uh, as well. The relationship which exists between a child and a parent is one of the key defining things in a child's life, something which goes way beyond the early years, something which shapes and affects the entirety of their lives. While it's essential for emotionally healthy children growing into emotionally healthy adults and families, let's remember, though, that not only do we need that love of a father and a mother, of our parents, but equally, as Christians, we need the love of our Father in heaven, that we would grow spiritually, emotionally healthy, lives. This morning, we are going to look at an explosive subject. Even now, as we start to think about Jesus and his Father, for some of us, we are going to be going, but I never had a father. I never knew my father. My father was like this, and it wasn't good. It wasn't positive. You may say that of your mother as well. Let's not to ignore mothers here, parents. It is and can be a very emotional subject to consider. And so this morning, as we start to look at this series, Jesus and what Jesus had to say about lots of different things, and in this instance, his father and his relationship with his father, I just want to pray for us. Sovereign God. Lord Almighty, Father, Daddy, come and meet with us. Come and encounter us by your Spirit as we read and learn of the relationship your Son has with you, Father God. And as we recognize that actually we're called into a similar relationship with you as our Heavenly Father, complete in all that we need. Oh God, help us to lay other things aside. Help us to lay our past aside. Help us to um, be prepared to let go of those things which perhaps have hindered us coming to you. And help us to run into your arms, Father, knowing that you are good, knowing that you're great, knowing that you are Almighty God and totally trustworthy, knowing that you are love, the very definition of love. Help us to come. And to know you, Sovereign God, as our Father, who art in heaven. Bless us, Lord. Encounter us, we ask. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. So this morning we're... Uh, Just going to explore a little bit about what the relationship between Jesus and his Father was like. And in so doing, consider what that could mean for our relationship with Father God in heaven. I guess when you look at a subject like this, I mean, Sean's going to be speaking on the Holy Spirit next week, spoiler alert. We we, we joke um, and say, yeah, how do you do this in 20 minutes? And of course, the reality is you can't in 20 minutes Uh, cover everything which is revealed in Scripture about how God wants to know us, how he wants to be our loving Heavenly Father. It starts in the first pages of the Bible and finishes at the end of the Bible, and it's right the way through the Bible. It's a theme of how God desires relationship with his creation. That's how we were made in the original days of the Garden of Eden. They walked with their Father, with Father God in heaven. Uh, Sorry, in in the Garden of Eden. And uh, that's where it starts. And so as we come, please understand this is just going to be a few thoughts to hopefully help us connect with the fact that we uh, have and can have a similar relationship with our Father in heaven as Jesus had with his Father And so this morning I want to think about three characteristics of the relationship between Jesus and his Father. Uh, Very simple words we're going to be considering. The first one is of love. The Bible tells us God is love. 1 John 4, uh, verse 18. Sorry, verse 8, not verse 18. So it's not surprising to find that the relationship Jesus has with his Father is one of love. And uh, we can see that in, <clears throat> in all sorts of different ways, but here's one of the uh, passages which I, I just love reading. It just speaks so much of the love of God, of the Father for the Son. When all the people were being baptized, this is Luke 3 if you can't read it, um, Uh, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in a bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. I don't know what that does for you, but I read that and I just think, wow, wow. Jesus already had come from perfect communion with his Father in heaven. Did he really need to hear that? Well, it seems he did. Obviously, it wasn't just for him. It was a witness to those who were around as well. But you are my son, that identity. Loved child, of, loved son of God, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. He's taking a step of obedience here getting baptized, with you I am well pleased. You're my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. It's so powerful, and we see that relationship of love. You know, the father speaking to the son, having gifted him his Holy Spirit to dwell on him, to uh, be with him for the, all that was coming out of this uh, amazing th- set of relationship we call the Holy Trinity Friends, we have a Father in heaven who says, I love you. A heavenly Father who says, I love you. There's no dispute about it. There's no debate about it. Whether we're prepared to receive it is different. But that's the reality. Jesus, in turn, when he's talking about his heavenly father uh, in Mark 14, 36, I haven't got this one to go up on the screen, but if you're taking notes, Mark 14, 36, uses this phrase, he refers to his father as Abba, father, daddy, an intimate term. It wasn't just an austere, you are my father. It was an intimate term, daddy. There's a love relationship going on between these two. And uh, you can read more about that. Perhaps you want to look in John five. There's an amazing passage in John five, uh, which we'll dip into a bit later on as well. And Jesus recognises that his Father loves him in uh, John seventeen twenty four. Uh, it talks about how uh, the, the Jesus talks about you've loved me since before the creation of the world. However, that works out. I'm, don't, I'm not even going to try to explain that beyond the fact that there has been a loving relationship. Of God, since before the before the world in which we live in, before the creation of the world, God existed in love, in this loving relationship. The, the Trinity of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, existed in a community relationship of love. <laughs> in 1 John 4, uh, sorry, 1 John 3, we read this. How great! is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that's what we are. Can you say that for yourself? That's what I am. I'm a loved child of God. I'm loved by the Father. He has lavished his love on me, that we should be called children of God. That's what I am. (laughs) It goes on to say, the reason the world does not yet know us is because it did not yet recognize him. Sorry, that last bit actually should have been in there. That would would take us into a different part of our, a different journey trying to just pick that one up. But understand this, the love of the Father is such (laughs) that he lavishes on his creation that we get to be called children of, Of God, but it starts because there is this amazing relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in heaven. So it's a relationship of love. But love doesn't stop there. Love results in something, love results in a word which I'm going to use, uh, which you may think, oh, it's an odd word, it's the word communion. Now when you hear the word communion, you may think, oh, I thought communion was that stuff you did with bread and wine, and, and, and in some church settings we refer to it exactly as that, we are having communion with God, well, what's that mean? Well, it means we're in relationship with God, we're enjoying our relationship with God, we're spending time with him. But the reality is we're not just into having a relationship with God a few minutes, perhaps once a month when we break bread. That's just an expression of it. And let's now just think back to, well, what was the relationship Jesus had with his father? Well, he, he of course, uh, had an amazing intimacy. He's recorded in the gospel so often talking about Uh, going off to spend time in prayer to talk to his father. There is an intimacy there, an enjoyment there. He was dependent on him, we could say. He trusted him. And uh, I think we just need to remind ourselves that if we know God loves us, big picture is that we can trust him. Now, in the book of Jeremiah, Old Testament prophet We read this. This is Jeremiah speaking to the people of God. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord God Almighty. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. If we're to have a communion with Almighty God, we probably want to know that he's trustworthy. If we're going to live for him, if we're going to live out this relationship with God, which we see Jesus doing probably it's a good thing to know he's trustworthy and that he is in control, that he actually uh, looks after things well. And and for me, I come to this passage and think, wow, this is great. It's not just a, a father in heaven who's distant. He's a loving heavenly father and he's an engaged loving heavenly father, a loving heavenly father who has plans for his children a loving heavenly father who um, uh, has plans for our good. And we read elsewhere in the scriptures that actually he he can't do harm. He's only got plans for our good. (laughs) That's amazing, isn't it? And, of course, those things help us to surrender to him. Now, Jesus surrendered himself to Jesus completely. Uh, Sorry, Jesus surrendered himself to his father completely. It was a relationship of dependence. It was a relationship of communion, of unfettered communion. It was that sense of going, I can't live without you, taking place. And so when we think of Jesus and his father, we see dependency, we see trust, we see intimacy, we see that ongoing relationship an ongoing relationship. It's an ongoing communion. Not just a, well, we turn it on, turn it off. I, I talk to my father when I need to by ignoring him the rest of the time. Jesus doesn't say anything like that. He talks of an ongoing relationship. And that's the ongoing relationship he desires for us to have with our heavenly father. In John 15, Jesus tells us this. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That is Jesus. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me you can do nothing. It's fairly unequivocal, isn't it? I find it such a provocative passage, this. Outside of that relationship in God, we are going to achieve nothing of worth, of eternal worth and consequence. We're going to spend a a, a whole uh, Sunday morning, some point in the future, considering what it does it mean to abide in God, to rest in God, to remain in God, to uh, have that dynamic, ongoing relationship with God where actually we find our fruitfulness comes out of that, that outflow. But let's just for today, be happy just to recognize that actually an ongoing communion, a remaining in God, a trusting in God, an ongoing relationship with God will result in great fruitfulness. And I don't know about you, but the more I get on with life, and I'm going to sound like an old man now, the more I want my life to count for something and not just to be a, an existence. The more I want to be fruitful, not just for myself, but for God. The more I want to have eternal consequence, not because I want to be great, but because I know that there's a, there's a, a time coming where I'm going to be in heaven. And uh, that's called eternity. And that's the most amazing thing. And this, this little blip of life we have on earth, it is only a little blip. You may think of it as quite long, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years. But it's, a, it's a, just a drop in the ocean of eternity, and yet, how we live life now will count for eternity. It will have an impact on eternity. And I want to live for the glory of God. I want to be fruitful. How am I going to be fruitful? I'm going to abide in Him. This week, we are having what we call an encounter week. We've never done one of these things before. So you may think, oh, it sounds a bit weird. Well, maybe it is. I'd just like to encourage us, give it a try. What is an Encounter Week, you may say? What what do you mean by an Encounter Week? Well, we're just creating a space in the building. It's the quiet room downstairs. It's a normal bit of space, which we have, uh, I was going to say, fitted out. Yeah, I think that's a good word. Fitted out with a, a, a whole bunch of different things in it, which are there to help us spend time with God and to encounter Him. Now, of course, do you need to... Uh, come to a special room to encounter him? No. We can encounter him wherever we are at any time. But some of us find that the world is so full and so busy that actually finding space, carving out a bit of time is quite difficult. And if you try and do it at home, you suddenly realize there's 38 other things you should be getting on with, and it can be quite challenging. Maybe that's just me. You know, I always think about the gardening. I think, oh, I want to spend time with God. And then I think, oh, well... I'm, there's some weeds need pulling up. And, uh, uh, or, or, or maybe it's about cleaning or cooking or all sorts of other things, all jobs which you need to get done. And so having a space where we can go, I just want to remove some distractions. And actually, I want to have some things here which are going to help me encounter him. It's a really, uh, well, we hope it will serve each and every one of us well. You can book into it. There's a QR, uh, QR code which is available on... Um, I don't know whether you've got that, Sarah. I don't think it's in this PowerPoint, is it? No, Okay. We will make sure the QR code is, uh, I think it's on, sorry? It's at the end. Great. You will see it at the end uh, of of this PowerPoint. Um, So you can book in for an hour, you can book in for two hours, you can book in for three hours. If you book in for an hour, you don't have to be there for an hour. You can be there for five minutes. You can be there for all 60 minutes of it. But why not decide, I want to create space to have an encounter with God and see what he has for me. You could do it with your spouse. You could do it with your family. You could do it by yourself. You could do it with your life group. You could do it with your ministry team or any other group of people you want to do it with. Only one person needs to book. The rest you just invite and they can come along. But friends, to me it feels like we live life at such a pace that we often forget to live in communion with God and we need fresh encounters with him. Maybe the encounter week, uh, uh, coming into the encounter room would be a great time, an opportunity to do that and to and delight yourself in God afresh. So it's there if you want to use it. Uh, you can just turn up. If it's free, you can use it. Obviously, if somebody in there, you'll have to ask whether they're happy for you to join them or not. Um, But uh, just let's use it and encounter him. The thing which happens when we live a life of communion, it seems to me, is uh, and which we see in Christ, is we then end up in a place... No, something's died. Sarah, would you mind going on to the next slide? Slide for us, please. Oh, well, the next slide would have said obedience. It feels like when we are sure that we are loved, we know who we are, and we're living a relationship with Almighty God, then actually the outflow of that is I want to do His will. I want to live for Him. I want to do what He desires. I want to live a life which fulfills His purposes in my life. And we see that in, in, in Jesus. Um, in, John, in John 15, so I'm now going to need to turn to it in my Bible because uh, we won't have it on the screen. In John 15, uh, verses 19 and 20, we read this. Um, Okay, I've got. Oh, sorry, it's 5, 19 and twenty. I knew something was wrong. Ah, we're back. We're back in business. Thank you. Okay, here we go. John five nineteen verse 20, uh, 5, verses nineteen and twenty. Jesus gave him this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whoever the whatever the father does, the son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, to your amazement, he will show him even greater things than these miracles he's referring to at the time of that passage. Wow. Imagine that. Tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. Nothing. Nothing. What dependency are we talking about here? What an amazing relationship we're talking about here. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing. This is, again, a reflection of the relationship between the Father and the Son, this dependence, this interdependence. For the Father loves the Son, it's a relationship of love first and foremost, and the outworking of that ongoing communion, that relationship between Father and Son, is the Son wants to do what he sees the Father doing. He wants to be obedient to what the Father shows him to do. And we find that, actually, in so many different passages in the New Testament of Jesus' simile, uh, reflecting, uh, John 4, 4, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. That's Jesus's, you know, saying that's my desire, that's what motivates me, that's what captures my heart, is I want to do the will of him who sent me. Um, I wonder where you're at with that. How do you feel about when the Father prompts you to do something? Is it a, oh, no, no, I don't want to do that, Lord. Or is it a, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll risk that because I know you love me and I know I can trust you and I've got a relationship with you and if you direct me in that way, yes, Lord, I may not like it, but I'll still do it. Is that how your relationship is with God? Jesus captures this so well here. He says, by myself I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear and my judgment is just. For I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. Who do we seek to please? I think, can I just be really real here? I find this incredibly challenging. Anybody want to join me in finding this challenging? Yeah, okay, a few of us. Okay. Isn't it challenging? I seek, I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. But I've got hopes and dreams, Lord. What about my hopes and dreams? What about my vision? What about what I want to do? What about these things over here, which I thought were good? And He says, uh, hang on. What's it going to be? Are you going to please yourself first, or are you going to please him first? There's a choice here. Some of you know I was uh, looking forward to paddleboarding the Seven during my uh, sabbatical. And uh, I, I did. I started. I managed to do 12 and a half miles my first day up in Wales. And unfortunately, as a result of doing that, when I came off the water, I was fit, healthy, and well. But a few hours later, I tore my MCL, my something cruciate ligament, I can't remember what it's called, but something like that, in my knee. And it would appear I damaged it while paddleboarding but didn't realise it. And then it actually tore afterwards. For me, that was game over for paddleboarding the Seven. I therefore missed out on the other 210 miles I had planned to cover over uh, uh, a number of weeks. It's very easy when that happens to go, why, God? Surely that that wasn't a bad thing to do, was it? For me, I found, thankfully, that I was able to go, well, God, what do you want to do in this instead? Um, I had a brilliant sabbatical nevertheless, but it was just very different. I spent a lot of time sitting, which if you know me, you'll know I find difficult. I spent a lot of time resting in God, encountering him afresh, learning to pause, to stop, Now, I'm not recommending damaging your MCL in order to uh, encounter God, but for me, that was how, actually, I ended up encountering God over my sabbatical. Friends, let's be aware. God wants to encounter each and every one of us. He does it through Christ, because in Christ, we get brought into his family. We become one of his children we therefore become children of Almighty God, sons and daughters of the King of all kings, the great I am, the source of all love. And we brought into a relationship, a relationship of communion, a communion a walking with God, a day-by-day day walking with God, which results in uh, uh, wanting to put our faith into practice and take steps of obedience. And yet... All of that goes against what the world would say. The world which would push in and go, no, 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 you've got to do your thing. You've got to be you. You've got to uh, pursue your goals and dreams and ambitions. And I believe this morning the Father is in a, in a loving way is wanting to draw us back to him and go, yeah, it is all about you, Lord. I am prepared to trust you. And so at this point, we're, uh, I just want to turn this into an opportunity for uh, anyone who wants to respond to be able to go, yeah, Father, I've got the balance wrong. I want to admit that. I want to say, yeah, I've, I, I've, I've missed out on this. I've, I've lost the sense of love. It's just all about task. I've lost that sense of communion with you. I've just got busy and distracted or whatever the right words are. And I really struggle, Lord, with letting go, because actually I, these things have become so precious to me in my life. In reality, they've, maybe they've even become idols. They control my life in a way which I know shouldn't happen. And there may be other aspects of that which you're finding God is stirring today. Friends, understand this. Jesus had the most amazing relationship of interdependency with his Father in heaven. Of course it was different. He was Almighty God, and yet at the same point in time, <laughs> he brings us into a similar relationship because we become children, adopted children of God. We can have that ongoing, real, living, dynamic relationship, one of love, one of surrender, one of obedience, that day-by-day day, living relationship with him and if you're sitting here today and you're thinking yeah I feel I've got this wrong and I want some more of that I'm going to invite you to stand at this point thank you you may say what are we standing for We're standing because we're saying, God, I want to address this. You know what you need. You know what you need to say to your loving Heavenly Father. Be aware he's here and he's listening. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds anyway, which is great. Let's just take a moment in our hearts to respond to him. And then I'll lead us in prayer. Daddy, we come to you. Embrace us afresh with your love. Remind us how you see us, how you love us, how complete your love is. Even now, the Spirit of God's just touching some people afresh with a deep sense of God's love. Just receive that if that's you, if you need that, if you need to know that whether you're standing or sitting, it doesn't matter, you can receive this. Just receive the love of God in Christ. He loves you. You are loved by almighty God. Let those words sink deep into your heart, into your spirit, loves me he loves me he loves you oh how he loves you receive the love of God in Christ Jesus and if the things which you know have got in your relationship with God got in the way of your relationship with God have broken down the communion just deal with them now We haven't got bread and wine, but actually we're always encouraged when we celebrate the Lord's Supper or uh, break bread together to make sure we've stopped, we're encouraged to do that, to reflect and go, yeah, how's my relationship with other people? How's my relationship with God? You may need to just address some things with God now. Know that your Father is not here to condemn. He's not here to squash. He's here to bring forgiveness in Christ. To bring release and freedom in Christ. Sin dealt with. When it's confessed and repented, it's dealt with. That's it. No further condemnation, no condemnation in Christ anyway. That's only the work of Satan. If you're feeling condemned this morning, Jesus is here to bring a freedom freedom from condemnation, freedom from guilt. Just receive it. <laughs> Maybe it's just time for a fresh understanding of it, a fresh impact of that. Wow. <laughs> and why not say to your Father, I want to be with you. I want to I commune with you all the time. I don't know how, how we're going to make that work out, Lord, but I really do want to have that sort of 24-7 relationship like Jesus did. out of that will flow obedience you may want to say God give me courage please give me boldness help me to know your voice and to step out give me courage in this situation or that situation or whatever it may well be give me courage Lord please help me So come, Spirit of God, we ask for each and every one of these people who are responding. Come and fill us afresh with your Spirit, Spirit of love, Spirit of grace, Spirit of truth. Bring freedom. Remind and overwhelm and refresh our hearts with the love of God. All one for us in Christ Jesus on the cross. Not our will, not our works. All about you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Karen.
0: Thank you, Andrew. That's certainly given us a lot to think about, pray about this afternoon or tomorrow. And uh, I put my hand up, as Andrew said, when I come to pray at home, sometimes I think of all the things that I haven't done, not gardening, I have to say, but the washing and the ironing and all those other things. And I find it so helpful when I'm intentional and come away from my home environment. So as Andrew said, it's not too late and we'd love to see you around during this week. Um, Just one other thing, really. If you are with us for the very first time, I hope you've had a great time with us and also that you have received one of our welcome packs as you came in. If you did, inside of that, there would be a connect card. It's so helpful if you can just complete that for us. We can then get in contact with you, see how we can connect with you, how we can engage with you, whatever it might be, or how you might want to engage with us. Um, complete it. Put it in the gift and offering box over there on the left-hand table and uh, we will be in touch with you just to find out how we can help and support you. Uh, Parents, we are running a little bit over. So if I could ask you to go and collect your children, uh, that would be great. And for everyone else, we have refreshments. Uh, I'm not sure whether they're cold beers, but there is tea and coffee and juices out there. Um, Please make yourself... Help yourself, make yourself welcome, connect with people and then probably go home and have a nice cold bath to chill off. Thank you for joining us this morning and we hope to see you again next week.
4: You give life, you are love, you bring life.